welcome to the Summit Strong Podcast, hosted by Summit RX in Banff, Alberta. My name is Anthony Manuel, and every week we're going to be hosting guests that talk about a range of topics from nutrition to training to lifestyle so that you can get the most out of your workouts and your life. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to episode one of the Summit Strong Podcast. My name is Anthony Manuel. I'm here with Matt Levine. We are coaches at Summit RX CrossFit in Banff, Alberta. Today's podcast is going to be talking about ways that you can get more out of your classes, how you can start getting results if you're not seeing any. Um, As CrossFit coaches, we see people coming in for a lot of different reasons. Some people come in for the social aspect, some people want to lose weight, some people want to get stronger, some people just want to feel fit, and other people just love CrossFit and they want to get better at the sport of CrossFit. And we're gonna kind of dive into a few different goals and how to enhance each and every one of them. I'm gonna be kind of interviewing Matt, we're gonna be asking him some questions, throwing in some of my input. Both of us are coaches, we specialize in training CrossFit, but we also do a little bit of other training. We both have a pretty diverse background and starting from, uh, I think like lifting weights as bros, and then yeah sounds about right (laughs) and then moving into other things i think you were a hockey player too at some point i played hockey yeah i uh, i was not too athletic i was just really overweight they threw me on a football field and moved my weight around but uh we have we have a background in training all kinds of things but now we are working as crossfit specific coaches at crossfit banff gym summit rx so without further ado we're gonna dive into Uh, five different things that could probably enhance a person's results if you're kind of stuck and you're not seeing too, too many results. You're going to classes, you're doing consistently, you're going three, four, five times a week and you're not really seeing your body change. Um, What is something that you see most people do in class that you think that they could change for better results? I mean, there's a couple things. I think the biggest thing I would start with is being present. You know, I understand for a lot of people, they're busy at their work jobs and the gym is kind of an escape. They see their friends, they get to chat. But if you want to get the most out of your training, you have to be present. You got to really, you know, take the time to listen to the coach, pay attention, think of why you're doing things and maybe, you know, avoid chatting. At least, at least while we're explaining the workout. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That that might help a little bit. Beyond that, there's a couple of other things you can do. Uh, One is to track your workouts. I think that's something that's a little bit underrated. Um, A lot of the times we use percentage work or things like that, and people often have no clue whatsoever what they kind of should be working at. Right. Yeah. Um, Beyond that, you know, I think a big thing too is I see people always stay in their comfort zone. This might be the biggest thing, actually. Mm -hmm. People are kind of afraid of using weights that might make them a little bit nervous. But in order to see progress, you got to go outside the comfort zone. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. I mean, if we're looking at what training is, it's sort of giving your body a reason to adapt to a new stimulus. And that's that's what I see too. It's mm-hmm. like in, in a lot of cases, I would almost see, I would almost rather see members going a little bit heavier and moving a little bit slower and focusing on their form and not going as hard cardiovascularly or metabolically and focusing kind of more on that strength because it is so far out of their comfort zone. Um, Conversely, there's other people that we see sometimes that might go up in weights too, too much and sacrifice form or go too hard right out the gate and train too, too hard and they overreach a little bit. So it's kind of finding that sweet spot where you're, you're challenging yourself. You're obviously, you're giving your body a reason to adapt, but you're not, um, you know, going so hard that you can't sustain your efforts either. Right. So there's that, that sweet spot. Um, anything else that you see? 
I, I think that's a great point. I think one thing people could do is ask the coach, we're there for a reason, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Uh, if you look at me and you go, oh, in this workout, what do you think I should do? Maybe go a little bit heavier. Know that you're not going to be able to do as big of sets. You might have to rest a little bit more. It might be a little less on the cardio side, but your strength will go up. Yeah. So. Cool. And so so basically what I'm, what I'm hearing from you is like, you know, be present, kind of pay attention to what the coach is doing, mm-hmm. listen to what they're doing when they explain the workouts. They probably don't have to go back to the whiteboard <laughs> 20 times to see what, what's, what, the, what the next part of the workout is. Um, and then get out of the comfort zone a little bit, push yourself a little bit, don't be afraid of heavier weights, don't be afraid of a little bit of pain, um, and push yourself past that normal threshold. Because even if you go like, say five days a week, if you're putting in the same effort five days a week, your body's really good at that effort, you're not giving yourself a reason to adapt. Um, the other side of training in that stimulus is in order for an adaptation to occur, you need to recover. So outside of the gym, what's the number one thing that you think people should be focusing on in order to boost their recovery? For me, that's easy. I would say sleep. I would say that's probably the biggest thing people neglect as well. Um, I mean, I could spend hours explaining why sleep is beneficial. We'll we'll do like a whole episode on it, but... Yeah, definitely. But I would just say, you know, as a general rule of thumb, I think if you want to recover, you should be looking at getting proper sleep each and every night, getting a good seven to nine hours, somewhere in that range is kind of ideal. And then like for you, top, let's say top two things that people can do tonight to improve their sleep. Put the screen away. That's the biggest thing, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, People, we're on our phones all day, all the time. It really messes with your circadian rhythm. Mm -hmm. So put the screen away, you know, half an hour, an hour before bed. That would be huge. And, you know, you can do a couple of different things, whether it's stretch, meditate, read, whatever's going to kind of allow you to kind of calm yourself down and start to get into that pre-bed. Because you read for like, you read before bed almost every night. Yeah, personally, I read good 20 to 30 minutes before bed. And for me, that just kind of, tells my body that it's time to go to sleep and I start getting fatigued and then all of a sudden I sleep super easily within a couple minutes. Yeah, and that was the biggest change for me too was um, just putting my phone on airplane mode at least an hour before bed and even though I have a Kindle with a backlight, it's a very soft light and it doesn't affect melatonin production. So um, when you're talking about circadian rhythm for people who don't really know what that is, your body has a natural rhythm of different hormones and peptides and neurotransmitters that signal different parts of how your body's supposed to respond to the environment. If you think about from an evolutionary perspective, we would rise with the sun and go to sleep when it's set. And as the sun sets, as it gets darker and darker, um, your body produces what's called melatonin. Melatonin signals that it's time to go to sleep. And then if you're shining a blue light from like a laptop or a cell phone, it's going to inhibit melatonin production because that light wave frequency uh, signals to your brain that you don't need to produce melatonin. It emulates the sun kind of being up the same light frequency. So that's why it messes it up. Also, if you're looking at Facebook and you're scrolling and you're blasting yourself with all this stimulation, you're going to be overstimulated. And when you go to lie down to sleep, even if your body's physically tired, that neurological stimulation is just going to keep you buzzing and awake the entire time. So sleep is obviously really important. So that's like that's the number one is like turn your, your screen off like what, like an hour, half hour? I mean... Uh, ideally you'd be looking at probably an hour or even more but you know at least a half hour 20 minutes the less amount of screen time you can have before the better and if you are listening to this and wondering it's like what am I going to do 
for an hour without a screen, it's like there's probably a person who you live with that you can probably spend some time talking to <laughs> yeah. or, you know, read a book. That's that's literally, like, that's the easiest way to do it is read a book. Um, preferably a book that's, like, not a murder mystery that's going to over-mentally stimulate you no. or put you in a, a stressful state, right? But, um, yeah, cool. So sleep on my end, I think nutrition is a really, really big one. Um, I think just having adequate nutrition from whole foods and we have our our challenge at the gym going on right now if you want a really quick primer on how to eat healthy and how to eat adequate foods that are going to support your recovery you can just download the pdf that we have on our facebook page at summit rx crossfit banff it's on our pinned post um but nutrition is a big component and it really how you dial in your nutrition is going to really kind of determine the results that you get, at least body composition-wise and performance-wise. And we both know that. If you eat junk food, you kind of look like crap and you perform like crap. But um, they're, they're generally, you set them up depending differently depending on the goals. So how would you set up someone's nutrition for someone who wants to maybe improve in strength and CrossFit performance versus someone who's maybe coming to more Sweat 45 classes who are not coming in necessarily to perform at CrossFit they don't they're not concerned about muscle gain or strength as much they want to focus more on weight loss and fat loss um definitely so I think I mean what you said is a good point I think you have to start at the basis that quality is everything so at the end of the day you don't really want to sacrifice quality in order for performance that being said when you're leaning towards <clears throat> more the strength side um you need more calories yeah so you want to make sure you're getting the proper amount of protein getting a calorie surplus and to be honest, your body when you're doing CrossFit or whether it's strength training, you use a lot more glucose. And so in order to get better performance, I would probably up the carbs, carbs maybe. of someone <laughs> yeah. who's looking to improve their performance. Yeah. Whereas on the fat loss side, you're probably looking at you need a lot less carbs, lower the carbs. Yeah. Those are a lot of wasted calories. So off the top of your head, um, like when you say, you know, you want to get enough calories, you want to get enough protein, um, what, what should people be aiming for depending on their goals? On your goals, if it's muscle, you'd be looking at like probably a gram per pound, something okay. like that's kind of a safe rule of thumb, give or take. Yeah. Um, and then it's all dependent, it's all individual, mm -hmm. but you'd be wanting to look at, you know, if you want slow progress, something where you're not really going to gain a lot of weight, but you might feel yourself getting stronger if you're eating 250, 500 calories more a day than what you would typically be eating you should be getting stronger and not putting on too much weight um, if you want to see more improvement it's a little less on the healthy side but you can eat even beyond that I, yeah. I know some guys have there's definitely a point of diminishing strong. returns oh yeah, yeah. but yes. you see you see a lot of the strong men you know like strong mm -hmm. men power lifters um, these guys that are in strength sports will eat massive amounts of food so that they can get huge and they don't care where that size is coming from. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, size really does help. Like, you know, you can't just like, you know, slug back a ton of McDonald's, get super no. fat, and then automatically there's a, a linear relationship to how strong you're going to get. But definitely you want a little more of a surplus. Like for me, when I'm doing meal planning, and this has been my experience with myself, I worked with bodybuilders and we would kind of manipulate this quite a bit. Um... I found that 15 calories per pound of body weight is around maintenance. So then you would kind of either up that or down it by 20%. So increase it by 20% for like muscle gain, strength gain without with minimal fat gain and then decrease that by 20% over time, adjusting probably every couple of weeks if you start to plateau. Um, protein wise, my understanding is that like 0 0.7 
grams per pound is around kind of what like I think it was like 1.4 gram per kilogram of body weight was the the point of diminishing returns like anything after that there's no extra benefit in protein synthesis that's just one thing that I'd read I'd have to pull up the the study and and find it again but like generally I don't think exceeding that like yeah like you said in terms of safety if you're driving yourself into the ground more protein isn't going to kill you and uh and eating protein is not a bad thing necessarily i don't think we need as much as people think it's like these guys eating two grams of protein per pound of body like three four hundred grams of protein it's a little ridiculous but like you know i i eat around 100 grams of protein at close to 180 pounds of body weight and i'm i'm doing fine like recovery wise and you know recovering great from training my uh, my nutrition is just whole foods really carb heavy because i'm doing that glycolytic training and but uh yeah i guess like ultimately would you say that in in that case it's like for for strength gain it's just a little more and a little <clears throat> less for i mean you can get into more detail but i would say that's a pretty safe rule of thumb you want strength pretty gain, basic right? you, gotta, <laughs> you gotta eat more you want to lose weight you gotta eat less. you gotta eat less boring answer but it's sort of true um yeah, I guess um, the really big thing to hammer home then is the whole food component because ultimately your health and the functioning of your body is going to determine your metabolic health. If you're not metabolically healthy because you're eating all these foods that are processed and are hard for your food, your body to process and to digest and are just not meant for your body, then it's going to give your body a hard time recovering it's going to give your body a hard time running the metabolism right to make sure that you're at a healthy weight because your your hormonal systems are all over the place and so quality first and then dial in your nutrition a little bit better and that's like i guess if you were looking for numbers you want to nitpick i would say 15 calories per pound of body weight is your maintenance and then you can adjust that up or down 20 percent from there if you want to gain or lose strength or fat um other things that people can do outside of training are, you know, like you mentioned, like foam rolling and stretching before yeah. bed, right? There's a few things that we can do. Um, and sometimes people will come to class and they're like, hey, what else can I do today? It's like, you know, can I can I throw on some extra strength work? Can I, uh, you know, what can I do when I'm at home? Like, what are some other things that you think people can do outside of class, like mobility or, or something, you know, along those lines that could either improve their results or improve their workouts? Um, I mean, there's tons of different things you can do. I think starting at the base, sleep more, like we talked about earlier, you know, dial in your nutrition. Those are the number one and two, I would say. Beyond that, um, stretching or doing extra mobility, like foam rolling, using the lacrosse ball. You can do tons of other stuff. You can get self-massaging guns. You can use um, cupping if you want to do some cupping. But also great things would be even just meditating something like that, lowering your stress levels. People don't realize how much of an impact stress has on your training and everything like that. And so I think, you know, even just trying to relax at night is, is a great way to try to recover as well. Yeah, well, like, and, and for people who are kind of wondering, like, what's the physiological reason for that? Stress creates a hormone called cortisol. Cortisol is a hormone that signals the breaking down of tissues in your body. It's, um, one of the hormones associated with the fight or flight response it's it's literally what catabolizes your body's tissues to mobilize it as energy so when you have that moment like say you see a bear like oh my god a bear that fight or flight signals to your body like to to release all these stored like to to release um 
sorry, stored glycogen, which is um, sugars stored in your muscle tissue or your liver, and it increases your blood sugar so that you have the energy to run away, run the hell away from that bear, right? However, <laughs> from an evolutionary perspective, it's like say you're you're um, you're having an uncomfortable conversation with someone that you know. Or your boss is kind of like chastising you for something or, or some some stressful thing. You can have that same fight or flight response. You can have that same cortisol release and you can spike your blood sugars. But then you're not running away from a bear. You're not using that mobilized energy. It can over time, uh, like it'll, it'll, it really hurt. <laughs> It sucks, basically. It, like it hurts your ability to recover. You you're constantly spiking your blood sugar up and down from having this this cortisol response. It uh, it hurts your recovery in the long term. And the more stressed out you are, the more cortisol you're producing, the less your body's able to recover, the less you're able to use those nutrients for what they're meant for to repair. Because cortisol is a catabolic, a breaking down hormone, not an anabolic, a building up hormone. The more you have that down, the more you're breaking yourself down essentially. So yeah, yeah. chill out. <laughs> I think when you talk about cortisol too, it's good to know that you do still need cortisol in order to get better, yeah. but that's why we work out. That's yeah. why we stress ourselves. And so outside of that, you want to minimize it as much as you can. Yeah. So there's, there's good stress and bad stress, right? Sure. We're, we're thinking in terms of like good stress would be going for a workout, uh, taking a cold shower in the morning, you know, it's called a hormetic stressor. It's a stressor that uh, your body growth goes through. It's it's like what doesn't kill you makes you stronger sort of thing. But you, you kind of need that yin and yang of like breaking yourself down and repairing. You have like two um, functions of your nervous system, for example, your sympathetic and your parasympathetic nervous system. One is responsible for that that engagement, that sort of fight or flight, that like shh, that on focused go. And then the other one is kind of rest, relax, recover, right? And if we're always on go, 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 and never doing that rest, relax, recover. And that's another reason to turn off your phone at night is like you're still firing that that stimulation, that sort of connection. You're getting those hits of dopamine and cortisol. Like say, you know, you're, you just open Facebook. It's like some guy murdered six puppies. That's going to call that's, you know, you're going to get hit. Yeah. With, you're going to get hit with cortisol. Um, so you need that time to rest, relax, to recover, foam roll, meditate, chill out as much as you can um you need to have a mindset where you can relax quite a bit um so that's like a really really good way to i i, I agree like everything that you said i don't think i would even add anything else like you know foam roll do but like meditation is really cool it doesn't even have to be necessarily a meditation no. you put on some headphones and listen to some music that you like as long as it's not <laughs> you know <laughs> rap music talking about shooting people and taking drugs you know like think relaxation things that make you feel chill and at ease with yourself in the world um you know you know give someone a hug <laughs> like just chill out for a bit um you need to have a mindset where you can allow yourself to relax and i know that can be really hard for all you other go-getters all those people who want to go 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 and do everything i i get it i uh, i have to trick myself into relaxing by reading books that i uh, you know, I'm like, this is productive. I'm reading. I'm learning right now. It's like I know, like, it's hard. If you always, if you're, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a go getter. You're like, all right, I want to get more results. Like, you're, there's a reason you're listening to it. But you have to have the mindset that you can relax as well. Aside from a relaxation mindset, there's also a mindset factor that comes into training as well. Um, do you have mindset tricks that you use yourself when you're training hard, and do you 
think that there are some of those mindset factors that people can bring into their training. Like we already talked about being more focused and stuff. Um, what mindset tricks do you use for your own training and have maybe you used with clients or you think would be useful for other people? I mean, it's all different for everyone. I think, um, it's, for one, you got to think of kind of why you're doing it. If it's, you know, just for general health, then you got to think that this is at the end of the day going to make me better, fitter in the long run, right? Um, it's a little bit different when you're in that deep, dark place and workout person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, right now I train a lot for for a competition mm-hmm. standpoint. So for me, I think of okay, well, you want to do good in the long run. You got to push now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I kind of almost picture myself competing side by side with other people and think they're training this hard they wouldn't quit now so i gotta push harder mm-hmm. for the general public um it's a little <laughs> bit different but you know what i mean it can even be something as simple as if you got to think okay down the road you know i want to be there for my kids i want to be able to play and run around and do things with them mm-hmm. so you know that doesn't necessarily mean bury yourself in the workout but it <laughs> means don't quit on yourself just kind of Keep moving along, get through it, you know? So kind of connect to what your original motivator... Exactly. So I'm thinking like, you know, we we kind of use the example, some people are coming in just for the social aspect. If you want to get more results from this social experience, um, that person that you want to be social with kind of add an element of competition, Mm -hmm. right? Like really spur each other on, push each other a little bit more. If you want to get into that level of discomfort, like that's the one benefit of community-based fitness that I've seen is like... These people are pushing harder than anyone else at any commercial gym that I've ever worked at or been to, strictly based on the fact that everyone else is going out there and, like you said, just sm- like smoking themselves in these workouts. So if you're finding you're not quite getting results, like find that buddy that you're chatting with while we're explaining the workouts, listen to us for two, two minutes, and then work out hard enough that you don't even have the breath to talk to each other. (laughs) I think that's the big appeal about CrossFit too, right? Is a lot of people, you know, whether you were competitive as a kid or anything like that, everyone's most likely at some point done something where they were kind of aspiring to be good or great. And, you know, CrossFit kind of gives you that chance when a few years down the line to, oh, really push yourself in some aspect. At least I know that's why it appealed to me once I was done playing competitive hockey. I was like, oh, this is great. I can kind of compete against not only other people, but myself. Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of CrossFit is we repeat workouts quite often. So, you know, it's also, I got this time in this workout. Let's see how much better I am this time around. And, you know, for some people who don't have that competitive drive, I know I have days where I'm like, I'm on fire and I'm ready to go. But I also have days where I'm like, oh my God, I have to work out today. Which is like, I got to say, those are far few and far between because I love training. That's why I do. That's why I'm, I'm literally doing a podcast about working out. <laughs> but, uh, but for those people, like I do have those days too. And on those days I found, I find like when you want to get into that threshold where we're getting out of our comfort zone, where it's hard, you'd rather just be comfortable. You'd rather just move your body and say you did it. Um, the thing that I kind of do is like I just have to hurt for like 30 seconds and then the rest of my day is mine and I'm going to feel so much better so it's kind of looking at like you only have this much work to do it's so short in the relative scheme of your entire day just fucking do it I might have to (laughs) beep that out Um, just do it just um just like you know it's 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 not a lot of time you have to spend 15 minutes in the pain cave and then you're you're good to go for the rest of your day. Um, you have to breathe heavy for five minutes. Big whoop-de-doo, right? So it's kind of diminishing how hard it is. Like sometimes we can build up how how painful or how difficult a workout can be 
But if you take the opposite, it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe how much I have to work out right now. All this is so hard. This is so tough. It's like, wow, I can't believe I only have to do this for 15 seconds or like a 30 second round or like a minute round. You know, it's, it's, it's taking that, how big it feels and, and diminishing it and then being able to put that maximum effort for that little amount of time and just getting it out of the way kind of. So if you're having one of those days where you're like, Ugh, I don't want to do this, <laughs> then just make it smaller. So that's five ways in terms of where we kind of overview of what we covered today. We were thinking about like what people could do in class to change, to see better results. We kind of talked about focusing a little bit more, being more present when we're explaining the workouts and then getting out of your comfort zone. We looked at the number one thing people could do to boost their recovery. We talked about sleep uh, and making sure you get like at least, what did you say, six or seven hours or seven or eight? I mean... Seven to eight yeah. would be good. I'd even say eight to ten if you're training really hard, but that's not a luxury afforded yeah. to most people. For the average mortals. person, say seven, <laughs> seven to nine is yeah. probably like that sweet spot. Exactly. Yeah. If you're if you're training hard and you're going for competition stuff, getting up to ten hours is not a bad thing. No. But like for general people, like aim for at least set, like minimum seven. Let's yeah. let's go minimum seven. Um, for nutrition, we're focusing on whole foods, quality over. Uh, anything else and then when you're looking at strength gain just increasing 20% and decreasing 20% for fat loss um, outside of classes you know hammering on your mobility doing some foam rolling and stuff but the big thing is chilling out so that your cortisol isn't cranked up high and then mindset wise um, it's individual right so if you're like for competition style stuff you would want to visualize your competition picture the other guy training just as hard if not harder than you as motivation to push yourself and that that's not motivating to you just be like well it'll be over soon i just have 15 seconds of pain and then i can move on so that is podcast number one uh anything else to add no yeah sweet that's great man. pretty comprehensive hey yeah yeah so we're gonna be doing this quite regularly this is episode number one we're hoping to hit you with a weekly podcast uh again if you are part of summit rx if you're one of our members uh join our 30-day whole food nutrition and lifestyle challenge we have the pdf on our facebook even if you're not a member of the gym and you're listening to this podcast you can still download the ebook it's free it's chock full of really interesting information uh it's got a cool fasting protocol a cool hydration protocol for the morning and a comprehensive whole foods nutrition list that will really really kind of give you that baseline for whole foods quality nutrition uh if you're looking for more in-depth coaching or more in-depth help both matt and i are available for one-on-one coaching are you taking like one-on-one personal yeah yeah okay so both of us have uh, a little bit of room i have room for two more clients in my roster and yeah i probably got room for one or two more one or two more and we both offer online coaching programs as well so if you want anything you can contact us via the facebook page via our instagram page and thank you so much for listening i can't wait to hit you with the next topic